Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Larry Spargimino and Josh Davis will examine the constant attacks on biblical authority, and they'll be providing the solutions we need to navigate this ever-increasingly hostile world. Thank you for being here today. Watchmen on the Wall is presented each day on almost 700 radio signals, as well as online, at our website, and as a podcast. We're excited to announce that now you can also access our program at two new websites, oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com. That's oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com. Expanding our reach on these brand new platforms is only possible because of you. Your prayers and financial support keep us going and allow us to introduce the truth of the gospel to new people every single day. Biblical faith is being undermined and criticized with an increasing fervor in schools, on job sites, and in the marketplace. How should we respond? Dr. Larry Spargimino and staff evangelist Josh Davis are here to examine our response in an increasingly hostile world. We want to welcome our listeners. I'll be joining Pastor Larry as we talk about a very helpful book by Steve Hamm. The title of the book, In God We Trust, Why Biblical Authority Matters to Every Believer. Pastor Larry, why is this book so important? Well, thank you, Josh. I think this is a tremendous book. I've, I've read it from cover to cover, and you know, basically the Bible uh, is central to our faith. Unfortunately, there are millions of people who judge truth by their experience. I find that more and more to be very common. However, faith that is dependent and focused on an experience will never last. It will lead to frustration and then a turning away from God. For example, Charles Darwin went to church on a regular basis, but it was not a church that was doctrinally sound, and it did not have a solid foundation rooted in the Bible. And of course, we, we know what happened to Darwin. He he had a daughter named Annie, uh, whom he loved very much, and when she became ill and died, Annie's death wiped away any vestige of faith that Charles Darwin had. And yet, if we look at Acts 14, we see that Paul returned to the churches that had been founded. Acts 14.22 says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. In other words, our faith must be rooted in the word of God written. And we see that the Christian life is not a joyride. Sometimes there is much tribulation. I think that's a big error that, that many people uh, make today. I think a lot of our witnessing and our evangelism kind of creates the, the attitude that, well, if you believe in Jesus, you'll have a good life. You'll never have any problems, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not true. And we find out that that really is not true from the Bible. You're absolutely right, Pastor Larry. There's a lot of verses like that. I think about 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11 and 12, where Paul writes, "...persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all the Lord delivered me, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution." 
Christians like to talk about the promises of God, but here's one promise in the Bible that we don't like to cling to very much, that all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It tells us that we're not living on a playground. We're living on a battleground. We need to base our faith on the Word of God. So, Pastor Larry, what are some of the areas that the book In God We Trust covers? Well, Joshua, Steve Ham gives us a, a beautiful explanation of how people think. He talks about his conversation with a young woman who could not believe that God is masculine. She was very suspicious of a, quote, masculine God. So the author says he always has the same response to the I believe statements. And he says something like, well, please tell me on what basis do you come to such a conclusion? In other words, he is asking what is their source of authority? Of course, some people will admit, well, my authority comes from someone else, a religious leader. Or they may be honest and say, my authority comes from me. So Steve says you might ask some questions about their religious leader and compare their religious leader with Jesus. And, of course, nobody compares with Jesus. And if they say my authority comes from myself, you can ask, well, do you really know a lot about that topic? The title of the book that we're talking about is In God We Trust, While Biblical Authority Matters for Every Believer. Our toll-free number is 1-800-652-1144. You can also order your copy online at swrc.com. Ask for the book, In God We Trust, when you call us today. Again, our number is 1-800-652-1144. This would be a great resource for a Sunday school class, a small group, an informal group discussion. Also, for being prepared, as Pastor Larry has already shared, for witnessing situations that you may encounter and learning the realm of biblical authority and why it's so important for us. And it is vitally important for every believer. And the last chapter of Judges tells us what it was like in a very confusing and violent period in Israel's history. It ends with a very sad verse. In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Who was supposed to be the king in Israel? God was supposed to be the king. God was supposed to be the authority. But in those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Pastor Larry, would you give us a quick overview of the contents of this book and what the author hopes to accomplish by sharing why biblical authority matters for every believer? Well, Steve Ham, the author, realizes that the Christian faith is being undermined and criticized. And, I, of course, we'd have to agree with him. It's, it's so obvious. This is happening in the media, in the public schools, and actually in some Christian schools, unfortunately. So the author's goal is to equip the reader, and I think he does it very well. I certainly highly recommend the book, and we're always looking for good books to offer to our listeners that will be of value to them because, you know, as the Bible tells us that we all have a ministry. We might not all be pastors, but we all have a ministry, and God wants us to know what we're talking about, know what we're facing, and to be able to deal with those issues. So the book helps the reader to identify the influence of the secular worldview and how it attempts to compromise the Word of God. 
The book also helps the reader to distinguish between genuine and legitimate authority and the counterfeit authority of so many in today's world. It certainly builds the reader's commitment to the Bible. And I think that's important because, you know, Josh, uh, you and I, we, we would both agree that, yeah, we can have a, a head belief the Bible is the Word of God, but we need more than that. We need we need to be persuaded. We need our hearts to rest in the fact that the Bible is God's Word, and therefore we're committed to the Bible. We're committed to teaching the Bible, to uh, sharing the Bible, to reading the Bible ourselves every day, to building ourselves up, to building our families up. So I think this idea of, of building the reader's commitment to the Bible is very important. I couldn't agree with you more, Pastor Larry, and I think that what we see happening in liberal churches was first a compromise on this issue of the authority of God over the church and the headship of Christ over His church, His body, and ultimately we see that by such a low view of God's Word, such a low view of Scripture, and that has bled in to our churches and I think a lot of the things that we see happening uh, with certain denominations arguing over different roles, whether it be homosexuals in church ministry, transgenders right. in church ministry, it all goes back to this issue of authority. Is God our authority? So are there any chapters or any sections in this book that really stand out in your mind, Pastor Larry? Well, all the chapters are excellent and very helpful. But there is a chapter that really stands out in my mind that just really was like a hand came out and slapped me in the face, so to speak. Now, of course, that should not imply to the listener that the other chapters are not good. But chapter four, authentic, the real authority stands out. Now, the chapter opens with these words. Can man and his human reason really be the ultimate authority? You know, Joshua, that's the crux of the whole matter. The secular world puts great confidence in human reason. Uh, that is intellectual suicide. Ultimately, as Steve Hamm points out, we're all limited. None of us can claim to have unlimited power or might, knowledge or wisdom, or an eternal existence with no beginning or end. Any claim of absolute authority must surely come from outside the realm of limited human ability and capacity. And I know there are a lot of people that put stock in, in human reason, but look what's happening. Look at our country. Look at our world. <laughs> this is what human reason is doing. I think that the greatest apologetic for the Bible, look at America in 2023. So, you know, if an, a non-believer can admit that and, and realize the extreme limits of human reason, then the battle is almost won. Now, I'm certainly not discounting the work of the Holy Spirit. You cannot argue a person into the kingdom of heaven. However, you can smash that person's idol, human reason, and you will be able to remove most of that person's objections to the Bible. So I want to be very clear about that. Uh, you know, when we talk about apologetics, I know there are some uh, dear Christian people who love the Bible, who believe in the Holy Spirit, who believe in sound preaching. And, you know, when you talk to them about apologetics, it sounds like we're apologizing for our faith. We're really not doing that, and we're not saying we don't need the Holy Spirit. We do need the Holy Spirit, but if we can demolish what that person is holding on to, what is that person's God, what is that person's ultimate authority, human reason, if we can show that that's not something we want to hold on to, then I think we've made a, a big step in the right direction. And, you know, Josh, 
You and I have spent many years in school, and we've learned a lot. We're pastoring. We have worked with people, but we don't know everything, okay? I think that's so important to admit. We don't know the big picture. You know, God knows the big picture. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah 46.10, we read, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. No human being can be the ultimate authority. And you know, (laughs) I, I think when I think of our present situation, I think our next presidential candidate, we need to ask that person, do you believe in the limitations of your knowledge? I think that's so important. So, you know, the big question that often comes up is how can there be a God of love with so much death and suffering in the world? Now, the author writes about Ted Turner, who left the faith because of tragedy in his family. Uh, The author of the book that we're offering uh, says these people never took Genesis 1 through 11 seriously. And, of course, that's Ken Ham's big point as well. Uh, They treat it like a fairy tale. Thus, for these people, death and suffering were part of how God created everything. Death and suffering have existed for millions and millions of years, according to them. These people were never taught that death and disease and suffering are the result of our sin. So, when these people face the tension of difficult questions about evil and suffering, the circumstances and lack of teaching concerning the true origin of death and suffering have led them to believe that God either does not exist or that he is totally uncaring and passive. And, of course, that's not true at all. However, we know God gave man freedom, and freedom sometimes, if used wrongly, can bring great evil. We are, so to speak, condemned to be free. And the free will that God has given us is such a beautiful gift, but many Mm. people today speak about great loss. They talk about great injustice that they have suffered in their personal lives, like you just mentioned with Ted Turner and other tragedies that have happened under the sun in this world that we live in. And they feel neglected by their families. They feel abandoned by the church. They point the finger of blame at God instead of at the fallen world that we live in and the God of this age, Satan himself. They never blame him. It's always blaming God. But with the naturalistic evolutionary perspective that many people in our world have today, why should we feel hurt? Why should we feel angry over the death of someone or the mistreatment of anyone? If it's just an evolutionary process and you approach the world with an evolutionary worldview, humans would really be of no more value than any other form of life. If, for instance, a human gets crushed in an avalanche, that's no different than a squirrel getting crushed in that same avalanche. I remember hearing a few years ago a perspective on this that said a rat is a pig, is a dog, is a boy, Mm -hmm. saying that we're all the same. And if people trade cattle, if people trade pigs, then we can trade people just in the same way. Why should we be upset with this evolutionary worldview if it is really real? Well, absolutely. Uh, If there's no God who created us, and if life is totally meaningless, suicide is okay. I'm shocked. There are some people who teach that suicide is the most noble and wonderful exercise of human autonomy. And it proves to that silly person, I am the master of my own destiny. Wow, what a 
what confused thinking. I'm going to destroy my life so I can be the one in control. Well, actually, they're not in control because we know what happens to non-believers after death. You know, a few years ago, there was a Dutch ballerina who asked her doctor to euthanize her. She was a very well-known ballerina, but she had developed arthritis in her toes. She had no reason to live. The only thing that had any meaning to her was her ability to be a ballerina. So her doctor put a needle in her arm, turned on a machine that poured in a mixture of chemicals that would slowly kill her. He told her to close her eyes and forget everything, and in about 15 minutes, she stopped breathing. Wow, that's what a tragedy. So for the person with an evolutionary worldview, humans only have a functional value. As long as we can function and serve some useful purpose, whatever it is, building a a building, being a bus driver, being a farmer, being a musician, being a singer, and so forth. If we can function, if we can do something meaningful, we have value. But if we're not able to function, then you have to hit the delete button. What a horrible way to look at life. But for a person with a biblical-slash-theistic worldview, every human being has an intrinsic worth. Why is that? Well, it's because we are made in the image of God. Whether you're young, old, or even unborn, you have intrinsic value. So, you know, the more I think about this and look at the insanity of our world, I say, wow, the Bible has, you know, it's not just about theology, but it's about living, believing the Bible, obeying the Bible, committing the Bible to one's heart, will deal with so many of the impossible social things that are going on in the world, the confusion, the racism, the hate, the anger, and so forth. The Bible is such a wonderful book, and yet people have cast it away. They've mocked it. They've made fun of it. They've said it's a lot of Hebrew fairy tales. Well, look what happened to our country. Look what's happened to our world. This is the reason. Throw out the Word of God, and guess what happens? Disaster. And I think you made a very important point, and I hope that our listeners really grab a hold of it. With the evolutionary worldview, we only have a functional value. If you can't function, you're useless. You're taking up precious space on this planet, and you ought to be done away with. That's why it leads to issues that we're seeing in our culture today, like abortion, like physician-assisted suicide that you spoke about Pastor Larry, it's why our nation and world are so brutal and so violent and have such a low regard for human life. You know, people Mm. could attack an elderly person in a wheelchair, push the chair over, run away with their wallet or their purse. That's what happens when you have an evolutionary worldview. And so what we're talking about is not just some philosophical mumbo jumbo. It's very practical and we cannot live without it in this world. So friends, we would love to send you a copy of this book, In God We Trust, Why Biblical Authority Matters for Every Believer by author Steve Hamm. And you can order your copy today by contacting our ministry. You can call us at 1-800-652-1144 or visit us online at swrc.com. And Pastor Larry, I think like the movie Sounds of Freedom that recently came out and is exposing the darkness surrounding child trafficking. And uh, there's so much reaction from the world on this. And these children are made with intrinsic value, made in the image Mm. of God. And yet this is becoming a battleground in our generation today. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts for us today, Pastor Larry? I sure do. I'll be 82 years old in a few months, but the older I get, the more I see of the world. 
my heart goes out. I'm praying for revival in America, and I see some good signs. I think a lot of people are waking up because the woke crowd, they're, they're just out of orbit. I mean, so I, I would want to encourage all of our listeners to pray for revival. This is what we need in America. We need a, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We all, and I'm including myself, we all need to really get serious with God. I've been serving the the Lord for many years, but uh, I just pray. I pray every day uh, here at the office with Marvin. We're we're of like mind. What a wonderful blessing it would be if God would show up in power and glory. And I believe, I see a lot of uh, fantastically encouraging things. I see a lot of women, for example, in Congress who are pro-life. You know, usually if you argue with somebody, with a woman about abortions, over there, they say, well, you're a man, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, we have many godly women today in America, and I praise God for them. Amen, Pastor Larry. I couldn't agree with you more. It's been my joy and privilege to get to be with you today. And friends, we encourage you to order your copy of In God We Trust by contacting our ministry. A great resource that goes along with today's discussion is the book, In God We Trust, by Steve Ham. Biblical faith, we know it's being undermined and criticized with an increasing fervor in schools, on job sites, and in the marketplace. Are you equipped to face the onslaught of secular anti-Christian values and viewpoints? Can you clearly state why you believe in Christ and the authority of the Bible? How does this work in your daily life? Well, the book, In God We Trust, is a guided journey that will help you identify the influence of the secular worldview and how it attempts to compromise the Word of God. The book will help you distinguish between genuine authority and the counterfeit authority of so many at present, and it will help you realize how your commitment to God's authority will impact your church, family, and others for Christ. Order In God We Trust by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order In God We Trust at our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Friends, we are coming down to the close of our Meeting the Mission Matching Gift Challenge. For the last almost 90 days now, we have been celebrating 90 years as the oldest continuously running gospel-based radio broadcast in the entire country. Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio have been meeting the mission of sharing Bible-based prophecy teaching through radio, books, and other publications, prison ministry, and even international missions. We praise God for the great work that He has done. As we celebrate the blessings of 90 years of His providence and provision, we wanted to share with you the extraordinary news that for the first time in our nine decades, SWRC is the recipient of a $1 million gift that provides a unique opportunity for our friends to support the vision and have each donation during these last 90 days to be doubled. Many of you have reached out and helped us reach more people with the hope and the truth that only the gospel according to Jesus Christ can give. Each gift during this Meeting the Mission Matching Gift Challenge makes an eternal impact. 
no matter the size of your gift, it makes a difference. And it makes a difference in reaching our goal. So first, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everyone who has been participating in this special outreach project. And I want to thank in advance for those that are continuing to support and are becoming a part of meeting the mission right now. Just think about it. 90 years of making a difference. All the different facets of Southwest Radio Ministries that you may or may not know about. Of course, this radio program, Watchman on the Wall, heard on over 690 radio signals around the nation, all across the United States. We have a very robust mailing ministry where we mail out resources, newsletters, all kinds of different items to folks every single month. We have a book publishing arm of our ministry called Beacon Street Press that publishes many, many, many Christ-centered books and resources. Of course, our prison ministry outreach and our international outreach to Pakistan. We have been expanding our digital connections as well with online platforms, sharing the good news in today's world. And it's all able to happen because of your generosity. Well, your generosity equals our gratitude. Southwest Radio Ministries would not have persevered without your support. We hope that you've been enjoying all of the different updates and retrospectives and looks back into the past that we've been doing. These have all been carefully chosen to remind you of God's faithfulness over these nine decades and to bring you hope for the future. Inspired by the richness of Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries, we have compiled a commemorative book and DVD. Also, in appreciation for your generous support during our Meeting the Mission, we joined with artisans to create unique gifts for each of you. Each of your gifts to the ministry will help to make an eternal difference. I want to tell you about these three gifts, and we've talked about them over the last 90 days, almost 90 days, but we're coming to a close of this special 90-day challenge, and I want to make you aware of them one last time. We have a very special handmade three-inch cross sun catcher that's absolutely beautiful. We have a 20-ounce tumbler, mug kind of tumbler there, that has God is still on the throne and prayer changes things on it. An excellent tool to get a good conversation starter, if you will. And we have a special laser-cut wooden cross, 10 by 15. And these are just thank you gifts to everyone that participates during the dollar-for-dollar match. If you'd like to learn more and to get all the details, all you have to do is visit our special website, supportswrc.com. That's supportswrc.com. Or if you'd like, you can talk to one of our friendly folks by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. By God's grace and provision, Southwest Radio Ministries has been meeting the mission since April of 1933. And again, we have this unique opportunity to match, to really double this special $1 million gift. And we're able to do it with your help. Would you give to this dollar-for-dollar match today? You can give online, visit supportswrc.com, or you can call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Friends, thank you. 
Thank you for helping us continue to meet the mission here at Southwest Radio Ministries. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday, ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years because of faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com, and thank you for your continued support.